0: You're listening to the Religion and Fiction Podcast, a podcast for people interested in the intersection of the sacred and story, offering insight, inspiration, and a bit of entertainment for the journey. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauma, a former pastor and theologian who writes stories under J.A. Bauma, stories that offer entertaining escape as well as insightful inspiration for the journey. Today's episode is the next Religion and Fiction Book Club, featuring what I think will be the perfect book to end the year and begin the next. It's a spiritual coming-of-age story for a new generation wrestling with deep questions about faith, life, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Hey, Religious Fiction Readers, this is J.A. Bauma, also known as Jeremy Bauma, with the 24th episode of the Religion and Fiction Podcast. And this one brings a very special offering that will run the next five weeks. That is our next Religion and Fiction book club. I've done a few of these, beginning with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think it was last year, around this time. And then launched the new year with one of my books, the first in my Faith Reimagined series, called A Reimagined Faith. And in thinking about the end of the year and anticipating the next year, I realized that during this season of Christmas and also the n- beginning of the new year, it's the perfect time to wrestle with and think through the deep questions of faith, life, and everything in between. I know for myself that's where I tend to land, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and the entrance of God into our neighborhood in flesh and bones. And like all New Year's, I tend to kind of take stock in where I'm at in all sorts of aspects of life, uh, particularly my walk with Christ, my spiritual journey. And if you are tuning in to this podcast, I know that you yourself are also interested in that sort of intersection of life and faith, particularly the intersection of the sacred and story. And so, ending this year, launching into the next year, I wanted to offer you, my listeners, an opportunity to join with me in taking that same stock to sort of step back, to enjoy the season, to contemplate where we're at in our life with Christ and our walk and journey with our Creator. And because I just finished up the third book In my own spiritual coming-of-age series called Faith Reimagined, I thought that it would be the perfect chance to launch the next book club using the second book in that series called A Rediscovered Faith. Now, this book was actually the very first fiction book I wrote that follows the spiritual journey of Peter Daniel Young coming off from the end of the first book, A Reimagined Faith, and sort of picks up where we left off a year ago in last year's book club that launched the new year. Now, this book club will start next week and will run five weeks with a break during the Christmas week ending at the end of January. You can get all the details in the post below with the chapters and the pages and the dates if you want to follow along. And I also included a special discount link for 50% off from my direct bookshop. If you'd like to purchase the book, you can do that through that link and get half off or grab it from any of your favorite online electronic bookstores or paper bookstores to follow Peter Daniel Young's journey as well as the discussion surrounding what he discovers about the faith that he thought he left behind and the journey ahead. I hope that it is an insightful, inspiring several weeks for you as you enter this discussion surrounding the journey of Peter and also that the book itself breathes sort of a new life, even new perspective on your own spiritual journey. Now, the book club will begin next week, but this podcast, I wanted to give you a sort of behind-the-scenes look into the origins of a rediscovered faith. Here we go. Would love for you to journey back with me about 20 years ago to a very 20 something young adult, Jeremy Bauma, because that is the origins of where I got the idea and the inspiration behind my Faith Reimagined series, which actually began with this book that we're going to use for this book club, book number two in the series. Which actually was book one, originally titled From There and Back Again. The title actually signals sort of what was going on in my mind when I wrote the series, because... As I explained in the book club last year, as well as that first book that became the actual first book in the series, A Reimagined Faith, my story follows the similar contours to Peter Daniel Young's story in that he came from a place of what could be described as Christian fundamentalism. Now, my fundamentalist experience was very different than a lot of other people's, where it was actually a very healthy and rooted experience in the fundamentals of the Christian faith, rather than some sort of hyper-legalistic experience and upbringing. But those early roots of my childhood, teenage years, and faith actually had great bearing on my young adult years uh, during my own entrance into ministry in Washington, D.C. Now, I'm not going to revisit all that because if you've read that first book and listened to that first Book club, you know that backstory. But that backstory of my own journey is similar to Peter's journey, and it brought him to this point of returning home to go to seminary. Very similar to moi myself when I came back home again, kicking and screaming in many ways to train to be a pastor at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. And it was during that training that I entered into a very profound leg sort of a milestone in my spiritual journey when I was encouraged by a very kind, patient professor to consider rediscovering my faith rather than reimagining it as I was at the time. You can see where the titles came from in the series where when I was still in D.C., I was at a very similar place as Peter Daniel Young believing that in order to move forward in my faith, I had to reimagine it. And I think that a lot of people in our own culture, in our own day, especially young people or maybe even older people who've been burned by the church, burned by their Christian faith, who wonder whether or not it still works, if it still fits with our modern age. I think that's a lot of the a very similar posture people take, that in order to move forward— in our faith with Christ, with the church, in order to move forward as a Christian or as a religious person, we need to reimagine what we believe, reimagine the actual beliefs of Christianity itself. And now to give some historical context to the series, but also my own journey that sort of went into it, it was during this time, early 2000s, through that sort of first decade, when there was a very prominent evangelical organization that actually sought to do just that, to reimagine the faith. It was called the Emerging Church or Emergent. Some of you listening might be familiar with it. And I was a part of that and actually met my wife through some of the major players in that movement and went to the church of one of the major founders of that movement In my series, I called it Pro-Surgent as this sort of nod to that historical rootedness of where the series came from, Uh, but my involvement with that movement during my ministry years bled into then my seminary years, and I took all that— angst about the faith that I had sort of been handed and grew up with, the faith I was at the time as a young adult reimagining. I took that attitude into then my seminary education, which was a very Interesting experience on a number of levels. Uh, A lot of that you find in this experience that Peter himself has when he returns home to go to Grand River Theological Seminary. Again, a nod to my own sort of inspiration to the series and the main protagonist, Peter. Now, Peter learns what I learned. And I don't want to give too much away because I think the exploration of him in the book and his journey can be somewhat helpful, and I hopefully it's very helpful to those who are reading it, who are engaging his own story, because that's, that's why I wrote the book in the first place, my very first fiction book. I wrote it to help people navigate those difficult questions and those very perplexing Issues surrounding the continued relevancy of Christianity and of religion broadly in our modern world. What I discovered and what Peter discovers himself, uh, reflective of my own sort of wrestling and my own journey, is that in order to go forward, I needed to go backward in my faith, to sort of rediscover what Christians had always believed regarding a whole host of things, from creation to rebellion to our rescue in Christ to our future hope in his return on the other side of the resurrection. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, why do I want to read this sort of book that seems very deep, very complex in its wrestling and its journeying, when I could just pick up a memoir, or I could pick up some other non-fiction, spiritual guru-y type of book. Well, let me tell you why. I swear this will not be an advertisement for the book itself or the series, but instead a sort of behind-the-scenes glimpse into one author's approach to storytelling. Now, this is a very different series than the one that I had sort of focused all of my attention on the last five years of full-time fiction writing, my action-adventure religious conspiracy thriller series, The Order of Thaddeus. But my first love, actually, when it came to fiction, was this book. Again, originally titled From There and Back Again, and then retitled A Rediscovered Faith. I wrote it in many ways to be the book I wish I had had, and others close to me would have had, including my parents, when I was wrestling with these deep questions about faith, life, and everything in between, when I began to wonder how my faith fit into my world, how I as a Christian fit in this modern world, believing, continuing to believe the things that I did. Now, the reason why I wrote this sort of fictionalized memoir kind of book, which doesn't quite fit the major genres that you would see at your local Barnes & Noble or an Amazon, which I'm totally okay with, uh, because the reason why I wanted to write this book is because I wanted to help people, just to put it that way. I wanted to use some of my own experiences with... Doubt, with wrestling, with wondering how I was going to continue moving forward in my faith in this world with these questions. And I had seen another pastor who had written a very similar series leverage story and the uniqueness of characters and telling a story through their perspective, using their emotions and opinions and experiences to also guide a reader through the questions that they themselves are having. I talked about this in both the author's note in these two books in the series so far, as well as the book club last year and how Brian McLaren, who is one of those emergent, emerging church people I talked about, this guy, who was also the pastor of the church I attended, wrote a series called A New Kind of Christian. I totally appreciated that series at the time, and it was so influential in guiding literally thousands of very similar people as me in that season of wrestling and doubting and disbelieving the sort of faith that we had been handed, This the, the very sort of evangelicalism that seemed so unrooted from the past and was caught up in all of these culture wars and politics and fog machines. And and so there were so many people asking very similar questions and they were the same questions that Brian himself were asking. And so he put those in this series and While I have moved on from the emergent movement and uh, would probably disagree with a lot of where a lot of those early people ended up, I looked back in my own wrestling at the time when I sought to write this series, and I saw how helpful it was to give a reader a story with a character facing the same kinds of questions and problems that they themselves or were facing. And so, one National Novel Writing Month, 11 years ago, (laughs) I sat down with a blank page and an idea of this character, Peter Daniel Young, and started writing. I wrote his story, returning back home again from fleeing, leaving West Michigan, vowing never again to return like I had, with a whole lot of confusion after being fired from his ministry job, just like I had, and entering into this next season of graduate school, seminary, training to be a pastor with this vision for an alternative sort of faith or Christianity or expression of the church that would be available and accessible to people wrestling with deep questions about faith and doubt and life and and how this whole crazy spirituality thing fit in their life and in their day and age. Now, this is by far not my bestest-selling series, probably for obvious reasons, uh, given the nature of the storyline and the deepness and the wrestling and the journey. But, you know, I've been so incredibly thankful and really blessed by the response that people who've read it have had to this story and the characters inside the story. From the reviews and the emails and the Facebook comments and uh, messages that people, random people who've picked it up And read the story, engaged Peter's own journey, and it's been so thrilling to see how it's helped them along in their own questions and connect to their own faith in a way that is meaningful and transformative and empowering. That's exactly those three words. Meaningful, transformative, and empowering are really the sort of goals and the foundational values that I brought to This series and the character, Peter, as he is confronting problem after problem in his faith in a spiritual journey. And Watching him overcome those doubts, those questions, and finding answers that are satisfying and meaningful and transformative and empowering. Uh, That's why I wrote this first book that became the second book initially that 11 years ago and why I wanted to finish this series, the trilogy, with this third book, A Refined Faith. This third book that I've been working on for several months now, I actually started several years ago and got about a quarter of the way through, and I can't remember why I stopped writing it. I think I got interested instead in my action-adventure thriller series and uncovering religious conspiracies, and I think that sort of took my attention away from this initial, original writing project, Um, but I had... ...about a quarter of the story written had a very clear idea where I wanted to take it. And so I picked it back up uh, at around the summertime and started poking around and revisiting what I had written... And have been working very hard on finishing this in a way that will bring the same sort of meaning and transformation and empowerment that the first two books brought. I will be releasing this trilogy on its own as a sort of a package deal through Kickstarter next month, January 2024, as I record this. Which is why right now I wanted to give you, the reader, the chance to engage with book two a rediscovered faith now in anticipation of that third book coming out early next year. This is another very personal book, just like those first two books were, and it follows another very important milestone in my spiritual journey and a rather trying episode in my life that I don't want to give too much away, but I think will be incredibly meaningful to people In this day especially, with so much chaos and uncertainty, with people facing so much personal turmoil and trauma, and I take my own personal turmoil and trauma from 10 years ago and bring it into this story uh, that Peter himself confronts and faces very unexpectedly, And it rocks his world, it rocks his faith, just like it did for me. And what happens in this story brings to light a lot of what I think many of us feel in our day-to-day, with the same kinds of questions and feelings about God's presence in our lives, the level of sovereignty and providence he has over our circumstances, and the very gripping question that I have been faced in my own life and that many of us are faced with in our own lives, and the question that Peter himself is confronted with in this story, a refined faith. This is the question. What do you do when life doesn't turn out the way that you thought that it would? In this new story, a refined faith that I've just finished, Peter confronts this question, and along the way, he meets some very important people who remind him of the hope he has in Christ and what he did to right his world and to right this world, ultimately paying the price in our place for all of the rebellion and brokenness of our current era with the anticipation of one day returning to make all things new again. So that is book three coming out next year. And in anticipation of that final story wrapping up the trilogy, I wanted to launch this book club with book two, A Rediscovered Faith. Should be fun and super inspiring and empowering for your own journey entering into this new year, 2024. Before we go, I wanted to read a note to the reader that had originally appeared in the first edition from there and back again. I rejigged it and used it as an author's note at the end of book two, but I wanted to read it now in its original form because I think that it will frame the kind of book club that I hope to have early next year with a rediscovered faith. Here it is. The story in the pages that follow is a work of fiction. Yet, it is more true to life than I could have imagined on my own, as it follows the contours of the real lives of real people, including my own. This story is loosely based on my own spiritual journey. It follows the major plot points during a season of my life that followed a personal crisis of faith as a Christian 20-something in the first decade of the 21st century. I'd say this story is about 20% truth and 80% fiction which leads me to say a few words about the kind of fiction that's in this book. First, I didn't really set out to write artistic fiction. I don't say that as a cop-out, though I recognize it as a convenient excuse for this first-time novelist. Yes, there's a good story here, and I've sought to make it as much about the characters and the conflict that's embedded in their journeys as much as I have about the ideas they encounter. But if it's a bit underdeveloped compared to other novels you're used to, You'll know why. Second, you'll notice that I blur the lines a bit between fiction and nonfiction. I've chosen to tell my spiritual journey through a fictional lens to talk about some important ideas regarding faith, life, and everything in between. It could very well have been a nonfiction memoir kind of book, but as you read it, I think you'll understand why I chose to combine fiction and nonfiction in this sort of way. Third, I've made a few assumptions about you, the reader. I'm guessing you are currently or on the verge of experiencing your own crisis of faith. Or maybe it's not a full-fledged crisis, but you're asking questions you haven't asked before, and the creepy-crawly claws of doubt are beginning to prickle the back of your brain. Regardless, you're wondering if the Christianity of your childhood or past still connects to your modern world. Maybe you're scared or empowered or thrilled or confused or any number of other emotions because of this crisis and period of questioning. And so you've come looking, not so much for answers, but for direction. Maybe you've read some other books looking for that direction. Books that have inspired and encouraged you to explore and embrace a new kind of Christianity and to be a new kind of Christian. Maybe you're taken by those ideas, or maybe you're skeptical Either way, you've come to this book to get another perspective in your quest to own your faith, maybe for the first time in your life. Please know that I respect your journey, and I am deeply honored you've invited me along for the ride. And because I understand that journey, I've written a book that's a teaching book. Over the last decade, I've come into, through, and beyond a number of answers to my own crisis of faith. And I feel the lessons I've learned along the way are worthy to be shared. So two years ago, I sat down to write the book. I wish I had and my parents had during my season of questioning and doubt. A book that would help me wade through my questions and confusion. A book that would offer some answers and direction. All so I could more authentically follow the one who died and gave himself up for me and passionately join his mission of rescue and recreation in my 21st century world. With these three things in mind, I invite you into the faith journey of Peter Daniel Young, a journey you'll discover that's less about him and more about the people he encounters along the way, and the Savior who is big enough to wade alongside us through our sea of questions and carry our boulder-sized doubts upon his shoulders. My hope is that you would learn what Peter begins to learn, that it's only in going backward that we can truly move forward in our spiritual journey. Jeremy Bauma, January 2015. Thanks for listening to the Religion and Fiction Podcast. Be sure to check out all the details for the upcoming book club, A Rediscovered Faith, in the show notes. Grab your ebook or print from all major online retailers or direct from my bookshop for a special 50% discount at shop.jabauma.com. See you next week for Week 1 of the Book Club, covering chapters 1 through 8. Until then, happy reading!